0: This episode of says who is brought to you by you. We really mean that your support on patron.com slash says who is the thing that makes this happen. It helps fill in the gaps. It helps make it all work. It gets me and Maureen together every week talking in your ear.
1: It is also probably going to get Dan a computer that he does not have to work by lashing his headphones with like rubber bands and glue. And I, I'm almost, am I sort of being literal here?
0: It, basically, it is mm-hmm. a 10 minute window from the point where I have to hit restart to the point that I am ready to actually record.
1: Yeah. Every time his headphones come out, he has to completely restart yeah. his computer. And thanks to you, we're going to fix that.
0: We sure are. Your <laughs> generosity is amazing at patreon.com slash says who. And I'm going to spoiler alert to the end of the episode. We have a bunch of stuff coming soon uh, for Patreon. And we're going to talk a little bit more about that at the end but of it, this but episode. The, yeah,
1: we're, 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 go to the end for that. Yeah.
0: Patreon.com slash says who.
1: Well, yeah, I was trying to say Patreon. Jesus. Jesus. This episode is also brought to you by books, books. Look, I say it every week. It must exhaust you by now, but this truly devious series, it's the last book I'm editing. It's the pages are sitting on my lap right now under the computer, and I'm using as a kind of temporary desk to edit them. A cookbook called Gary Rhodes, step-by-step vegetarian cooking. So you know that this is, uh, this is serious. Um, I like books. I write them. I've read a whole bunch of them. You have. And um, so if you want to read one or, you know, give one as a gift or something, Truly Deavis is a great place to start. God bless you and keep you. Thank you for books.
0: And this episode is also brought to you by my new project, impeachment.fyi. If you don't want to, can't don't want to deal with whatever your reason don't want to keep up with the day-to-day second-by-second uh breaking impeachment news i now round it up every night and send it to your inbox you can sign up at impeachment.fyi
1: hey dan uh, i know you've been busy with impeachment.fyi because you keep yeah. up uh, so can you just uh, really i honestly in like a sentence or two or less even, summarize what's been going on.
0: uh, uh,
1: uh, uh, Great. Great. That's great. Yeah, that's about it. Welcome to Says Who, the podcast that isn't a podcast.
0: It's a coping strategy. I am Dan Sinker. And I'm
1: Maureen Johnson. And excitingly, some of you may be new here.
0: Indeed, Uh, indeed. Uh, We have had a bunch of people coming in through the impeachment.fyi process. And holy cow, we're happy you're here. But you might be a little bit lost.
1: What this is. In uh, just a couple seconds or less is two people that sat down in August of 2016 and thought we'll record an eight episode podcast talking to some journalists about what's going on with this election. And just like the kind of Gilgans Island or, you know, abandoned island scenario, we got on a boat and we crashed and now we can't get off this island (laughs) and we have been here ever since and we talk every week it's like this is our therapy, but we just try to process what's going on, and we also look at um, the president's food choices a lot. A lot of food. There's a lot of food. There's some food this week, I believe, so we'll get to that.
0: We will indeed. And I am Dan Sinker. I'm a journalist, and I make things
1: on the internet. That's right. Am I supposed to say, I'm Maureen Johnson, I write books. That's right. I said it really fast. That's good. I liked it. It was quick, to
0: the point. Maureen mm-hmm. Johnson. Yes. You are heading to LA in the morning. I am. You are busy. You are I, busy. We are busy people right now.
1: I got stuff this week to end that's all very It's all very f- hilarious to me. I got meetings and got to wear sunglasses in LA and walk around be like LA, choo, Get finger guns. Tacos, though. I don't think I'll have it. I don't think I'll have any time to eat tacos, Dan. It's always time. All
0: right. When I was in L.A. a few weeks ago, I was working uh, like 14 hour days and those days would end with going to the taco place at midnight and eating tacos.
1: Yeah, I'm pretty. My schedule's pretty full. But the thing is, Dan, if say you're in L.A. and you can't you don't have time to eat tacos. What you can do is maybe sign up for blueapron.taco.com. Uh, where you get a box. I half
0: saw that one coming.
1: And it's got snakes halfway. in it. And the snakes halfway. And snakes have little chef there. hats on them. And they come out and they have chef hats. Oh, and they go, yay, we're going to cook your tacos for you. And then your kitchen oh, is filled it. with snakes. And they bring a single potato. Blue apron, we send you snakes.
0: <sighs> Maureen, um, we're, we're late in recording today because you had to go to the vet.
1: Yeah, so I have a little snag. Um, I'm going to LA tomorrow, which means puppy sh- should be going to daycare. For the next three days, husband would drop her off, pick her up, but she can't go because she's got both giardia and coccidia, which are things that she most likely picked up playing at our lovely but disgusting local dog park. I mean, she—it's great. It's a great dog park. It's a big, it's it's a big one, so they can really run, and it's got this kind of gravelly, sandy stuff in it, so they it's soft on their paws, and they can really take off and run around. And Oscar loves to play. That's my husband. He picks up the balls that le- people leave there. It's the old I just, tennis. I now have an
0: image of Oscar on all fours running mm-hmm. around the dog park.
1: Oh, he loves it. He is, he feels like he's back in England. Just, he's free and wild, <laughs> his ass hanging out. He's just, I say, take those pants off and you just let her rip. You just go, my friend. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I married weird, but I don't care. Um, yeah, so she picks up these gross balls that are covered in poop sand. And then mm. they have a little doggy pool that's it has got constant running water in it, but it doesn't have a, like, it's still, he's like, it's fine to drink. It's running but water. But it's fed
0: from the Gowanus Canal. I just
1: think that it's a big bone shaped plastic pool that they've installed in there. And it does mm. have running water, but it's still, I tried to say it like that's still basically standing water. So he's like, it's fine. She can drink it. I'm like, she can't. And now she has Giardia and Coccidia. And if he's listening to this, this is me telling you that that's not good water to drink. So (laughs) I don't want to correct my husband via podcast, but like, come on. (laughs) It was like when he didn't believe me about the bully stick. Did I talk about the bully stick? It's the dried bill penis. But uh, that how, well, it's these, okay, bully sticks, dogs at these big long sticks called bully sticks. They're, they're called pizzle sticks. A pizzle, sorry, is an animal penis that's been dried up, and they they give them these sticks, and they love them, and they're big, long sticks, and they chew on them. Uh, and she had a little remnant that was like four or five inches long, and he's like, "I'm just gonna get corner her and take it away so she doesn't swallow it." And I was like, "Don't corner her," or that like, she doesn't chew it all up. And I, I was like, "Don't corner her; she could swallow it." And he's like. There's no way she could swallow that. It's four or five inches long. I was like, don't corner her. Bring her over here. I'll give her a treat and get her to drop. And he's like, it's fine. It's fine. And he cornered her and she swallowed it. All four to five inches of it. And I was standing right there and I I just looked at him like, do you see? And he was just so amazed. By the way, she was fine. So I had the reason I was late. I had to go to the Met to vet her to get her three medications. She loves the vet. She hugged the vet. She kissed the vet. She came home. But she doesn't want to eat because she's got the stomach bug, but I had to get her to eat to take the meds. So part of the delay was me crouching on the floor of the kitchen, pretending to eat her food so that she would come over and eat it.
0: Uh, Good, pretending. You're just like So basically you and Oscar spend most of your time pretending to be dogs.
1: I wish that was more of a joke than it was.
0: wasn't a joke the good news was your trip to the vet allowed what is perhaps one of my favorite pieces of video from this shit show that we call everything uh to come out which was republican representatives jim jordan and matt gates gates gets. how do you pronounce his name do you know nope I'm gonna say don't gets. care oh, i that don't looks care like either to me yeah it's just the a and the e thing that throws me every time Anyway, they uh, were out in somewhere in the Capitol today, decrying the impeachment proceedings as a kangaroo court, and then Getz declares that Adam Schiff, the head of the House Intelligence Committee, was acting like Maureen, and I quote, a malicious Captain Kangaroo.
1: All right, Dan. Dan, you... Okay, Dan. Dan, okay. I didn't know this... God damn it, Dan. Okay, listen. (laughs) Listen to me. All right. You can't give me news live as we record it like this because I, the whole point of this, the whole point of this exercise is that we need time to process, but we need to kind of, it's like we are baby birds that we chew the news for you and then we spit it back into your mouth and you didn't give me time to chew the news for you. Does Um, he think that, Captain Kangaroo is the head of a kangaroo court? This does show a fundamental misunderstanding of what Captain Kangaroo is, even though. Or a kangaroo court, for that matter. There's a lot of confusion here. And Dan, Dan, okay, Dan, God damn it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I quickly looked up. Did you know that Captain Kangaroo uh, aired for 29 years?
1: 6,000
0: episodes, Maureen.
1: I believe that guy and this I'm not looking uh, this is a fact I think I have in my head somewhere that that guy played, I think, Bozo the Clown or something like that on another on Howdy Doody, maybe.
0: No, uh, you're 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 confusing I, three different kids shows, Maureen.
1: I don't think I am.
0: How can he l- possibly l- have l- time to do anything I'm other than be up. Captain Kangaroo if he was he, filming 6000 episodes?
1: He did something he did let's see oh god damn it uh, he played okay keishan played the original Clarabel the clown on howdy doody
0: oh wow then he went on to better things
1: then he went on to like his own starring vehicle
0: being a malicious captain kangaroo what is a malicious captain kangaroo anyway because it was sort of like a variety show for kids wasn't
1: it kind of He would sing that song, I Could Sing a Rainbow. Oh, yeah. That's all I, he had big pockets and he would sing. I told you about my minister playing big (laughs) pocket clown. clown. Pockets the Clown, right?
0: Oh, God. Yes, you did.
1: I. (laughs) Yes, you did. Just a little refresher for anyone doesn't remember Pockets the Clown. So oh our church would have these annual Christmas bazaars. Everybody would go. In each of the, <laughs> the classrooms, there'd be like a little thing going on. You'd go and you'd buy crafts for like 50 cents and have cookies and hang out with everyone. And my the minister would put on this costume costume. A clown costume that had a big jacket that was full of pockets, big pockets, god, and each not- one was worth a different amount of money. Like for a no. nickel, you could reach into the top pocket. For oh, a god. dime, you could reach into the middle pocket. But for a quarter, you could reach into the big bottom pocket.
0: Oh, god, the blind was at the bottom.
1: Yeah. Oh god. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh god. Yep. You've told me this story before, and I'm already dying. Yeah. So oh. if you paid him a quarter, you could reach into his bottom pocket. <laughs> <laughs> the thing is that he's genuinely an awesome guy. Like he's a real, but yeah, sure. pockets. But I lived yeah. in absolute mortal terror of Pockets the Clown. Like he would come around and be like, come on, don't you wanna, cause everybody had money to get, it was for charity and stuff. He's like, don't you wanna reach into my pocket for a quarter? And I'd be <laughs> like, not really. But here's your quarter, you weird fucking dude. Please go away. I'll pay you 50 cents to fuck off. Oh Uh, How how much does it cost to run away and cry in the parking lot? So um, I think I had a terrifying childhood. I mean, the more I think about it, the more I I have questions.
0: Being a kid in the 70s definitely feels like everyone was just kind of winging it a lot.
1: Everybody, everybody that we encountered in the 70s should have been the centerfold for Pedophile Monthly. I mean, honestly, it was just creepy from beginning to end.
0: So the talk about Captain Kangaroo today had me thinking about one of my favorite kids shows when I grew up. So I was not allowed to watch much TV during the week, but Saturday mornings I could watch all the cartoons. And so I would get up so early that I would often end up watching the religious programming before the. Uh, before the cartoons would start, but the first thing uh, that would come on after whatever the whatever the religious show was uh, was called the Giggle Snort Hotel, mm. which was a local kids show, and the centerpiece of it was a lump of gray clay named Blob, <laughs> who would in, it, it, the whole thing took place in a hotel and like the main like the main host. Uh, whose name was BJ um, <laughs> would interact with Blob and basically would kind of scoop in and pull out clay to make eyes and then kind of stick cartoon eyes in and slap giant clay bits onto the side and Blob would speak like a nightmare <laughs> he'd be like hey Blob let's get you looking nice and then Blob would go <laughs> <laughs> I loved it, Maureen. If I was up early enough to catch a giggle snort hotel, that was a good Saturday. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, Blob. Yeah, you're looking real nice with those with those teeth. Looking like you're going out on a date. <laughs> <laughs>
1: oh my gosh well
0: Uh, anyway
1: a malicious captain kangaroo maureen that's how we're starting today the show i used to watch a lot as a kid and was terrified by was banana splits oh yeah if you've never you if just do yourself a favor and put banana splits into youtube if you've never heard of it and just watch a little bit because banana splits is for sure it's this creation, this television creation that kind of came out maybe 69, 1970. nineteen seventy. It is one hundred percent the creation of people that have done a lot of acid. <laughs> uh, oh, absolutely, they're definitely high. But I was think banana splits, a Sid and Marty Croft thing, or was
0: that a? It was a response to Sid and Marty Croft.
1: It was either if it, it was possibly. Because Sid and Marty, like Croft it was the- a,
0: it was like a local TV exec that was like, kids love fucking drug fueled giant puppets. We need our own.
1: Yeah, Sid and Marty Croft made all of these children's television shows that had people sized puppets, like crazy monsters that interacted with real people. But the Banana Splits were four kooky puppet creatures that had a rock band and lived in a house together. But it was also they also clearly did a lot of speed because everything (laughs) in the banana splits is this very technical or swirly jump cuts. So it's, it's, it's like a bunch of people on acid and speed are like, you know what kids would like some weird (laughs) fucking rock monsters that just slide down telephone poles and fall over things. But they do it like 90 miles an hour. So basically it was like,
0: kids love the monkeys. Let's give them actual monkeys.
1: Yes. That's and also, amazing. Sid and Marty Croft made a show, and this is the last thing I'll say about this called Sigmund the Sea Monster, that was about a bunch of kids that were surfing and a sea monster came out of the monster, which was this big googly eyed pile of rags. That went, and he would run around and they were like, let's take him to school and like see if he fits in. And so he, and there was like bad sea monsters that were after him. And I loved Sigmund the Sea Monster and I had a Sigmund the Sea Monster sponge. And one of my many little incidents as a child, like the one where I saw stuck paper up my nose and then I got to see Santa, uh, was that I I was in the bathtub with my Sigmund the Sea Monster sponge. My mom went to get a washcloth or something. And when she came back, I had eaten his face. (laughs) Oh, no. Yes. I, for some reason, loved Sigmund the Sea Monster so much that I ate his face. (laughs)
0: <laughs> uh interesting sit in marty croft factoid maureen uh in the i believe in the very early 80s they uh, or late 70s they attempted to make a sitting marty croft theme park jesus that was christ the world's go- going to be the world's biggest i believe if not biggest tallest indoor theme park uh in atlanta And uh, it had multiple Sid and Marty Croft rides and walkthroughs and, you know, all of that. I believe it was only open for six months and then shut down. And Maureen, do you know what building it's in? It was in. Oh, the building that is now the headquarters of CNN.
1: You know, I wanted to say that and I thought it (laughs) couldn't be. It's it the is. only building I could think of in Atlanta, yeah. aside from like the yeah. Margaret Mitchell House. I was like, is yeah. it CNN
0: or is it the Coke CNN building? Center? Was a Sid and Marty Croft theme park?
1: I guess they closed it after six months because that's when the murders started. Or <laughs> basically, <laughs> all those They were like, the sea you know Monster what? Runners?
0: Twenty-four kids caught inside these rides is too many. Let's shut it down.
1: That is a very low total for seventies theme parks because seventies theme parks had a very high, as we know, an extremely high death rate. <laughs> they really did, not a joke. They had an extremely high death rate. <clears throat> they tolerated a lot of death at seven in the seventies in terms of theme parks and it's amazing we're all alive.
0: Yes, every day. Every they, day it is a not little only, miracle. We didn't, we didn't
1: have to wear seatbelts. We could lay on like the roof of the fucking car if we wanted to. I mean, it was yeah. just whatever. And my mom was a nurse who didn't let me do anything. And I was still allowed to do fucking. I mean, they're like, yeah, let them play with lighters. Give them dynamite. Yeah, for
0: those of you that were not kids in the 70s. You need to re- realize that anyone that you interact with that was the highlight of their childhood was riding around in the trunk of somebody's enormous station wagon and just sliding fucking left and right into each other, banging into each other for the entire duration of the ride.
1: Yeah, you or you would stretch out and lay down and be like, I'm riding, but I'm, I'm completely flat. <laughs> <laughs> it was like we were always playing Kidnapped. Yeah. But... Yeah, we Plus, were...
0: we ate a lot of paint.
1: Oh yeah. We it was awesome, but we it was <laughs> they were like, what if the, the overriding principle of 70s childhood was like rainbows and color, and what if we could just do whatever? <laughs> just like <laughs> literally whatever. <laughs> High death rate. <coughs> we're talk- we're talking about all this because this week I am delighted because I feel that the burden of following the news is what, because of says who I always feel a need to really be on top of everything that's going on. Just really watching the news, keeping up with it, especially now that things are going very quickly. But now that you have started impeachment.fyi, I've just kind of let go of the steering wheel and been, oh, Dan's got got it. it. Dan, Dan will watch the news. Your little, why don't you tell us a little bit about that little project you started? <laughs> Just remembering back
0: to the easy days of last Tuesday. One of when Dan's I had
1: little ideas.
0: Yeah. When I had done, I believe, one update at the time. Uh, yeah. I mean, it, as I talked about last time, it was an idea that I had on a Friday, launched on a Sunday, and, uh, and, and, and trapped inside now. This is a this is a recurring theme, Maureen. <laughs> yes,
1: I enjoyed making
0: my own personal phantom zones. I guess, uh, but you know what? It's been it's honestly, Maureen, it has been amazing. So it is. I I do a lot of little projects. Some of them catch, some of them don't. This one, the outpouring of support, the amount of people that have subscribed, the kind of people that have been reaching out to be like, "Oh my god, thank you," because I I can't keep track of all of this or I don't want to. It's been amazing. It uh it is definitely I now have a lot of jobs, Maureen. I counted this morning and I am currently working 5 jobs. So there's that.
1: That seems fine.
0: Yeah, and I have a family. So every every day now ends with hitting send on the Mailchimp uh update version of the update and then running upstairs and cooking dinner for everyone. That's how that's how my days go now, but um, but it's been amazing, and now I know a lot about the impeachment. I literally know everything about the impeachment, Maureen.
1: Mm. Why don't you tell us a little bit about it, Dan? I don't want to because I well, do that for my job now. I want I want to know, Dan. I've been sitting back, kicking back. It has here. been.
0: It has been very much an impeachment proceeding. It has been, uh, you know testimony or failure to show up for testimony issuing subpoenas uh all of that like in the last week that has like legal maneuverings if you part of the point of impeachment fyi is to get away from the second by second shit right like and instead just sit there at the end of the day and be like what actually feels what i explained to someone the other day was like there are two kinds of news stories oversimplifying here, but like ones that move the ball forward and ones that better describe the ball. Right. And this is all about what are the things that are moving the ball forward versus what, you know, how can we add more dimples to this ball or whatever?
1: Because a thing that would say add a dimple to the ball is the fact that yesterday Trump tweeted some of uh, a tweet that included the phrase in my great and unmatched wisdom,
0: well, so just to just to be very pedantic, that mm. wouldn't make it in at all, because that, that had nothing to do with impeachment. The the ability to have an editorial focus, Maureen, is an incredible liberating feeling.
1: Mm. That, was a, that was that it, it a, did refer to Turk, to the situation in Turkey.
0: Yeah, to the to the Syrian, basically the U.S. walking away from the Kurds in northern Syria and now Turkey most likely going in and and uh, slaughtering them all.
1: Which is, and horrific. Trump
0: basically saying that they won't, Turkey won't do it because, in his great and unmatched wisdom, he'll know if they do something bad.
1: And he will destroy their economy <sighs> as That's he right. a- has implied part. that he has done so before. Yeah. Oh, Maureen. He, it, uh, all right, Dan, here's an overarching question I want to ask. Yeah. Imagine the bus. Are the wheel like, how many wheels?
0: Oh, I don't know that we've been, I don't know that we've had wheels on this bus for a while.
1: I, I just, I'm looking for the overall on, as someone who has been nose to the ground on this for a week. Yeah. How, how shit scared is he?
0: Oh, he's extremely shit scared. He is calling for basically everyone Everyone whose name he can remember at this point is, he wants them impeached. Like he is, he has resorted to basically being, you can't
1: impeach me because I impeach you.
0: It's right? good he's holding up real well. Also, he's holding New- up real well.
1: New York has, um has said we knew we're going to get your tax returns.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Eight years. A, a judge yesterday, appeals judge, uh, basically said that the president is not a king and that he needs to turn over his tax returns. The Trump folks have already have already appealed that. But uh, but yeah, th- there are a lot of there are a lot of balls in motion on a lot of different playing fields. I thankfully only have to follow one. But um, there have been a number of of bits and pieces, Maureen, that do not bubble up to the point of inclusion in the impeachment newsletter, but are certainly worth discussing here. One of which is the fact that the, the argument lobbed by the Trump people, the reason that they have engaged Ukraine and, and all of this, they say, is to investigate the corruption of Joe Biden and the way that he has used he used his power to basically enrich his son, and Maureen Johnson, mm. two of the people that have come out the hardest, running the hardest against this terrible nepotism that we have seen demonstrated by the Bidens, are Eric Trump and Dojo. Mm. <laughs> right. I can't, Maureen. Do it. They Eric wrote an op-ed. About the terrible nepotism. I'm proud of them. Both of them have appeared on on Fox News multiple times talking about how awful it is to use, you know, for Hunter Biden to be using his father's power to enrich himself.
1: Feed me, baby. Feed me. (sighs) The
0: thing that is truly most maddening, Maureen, about the world that we live in right now is the ability to basically take Trump's ability to take his biggest weaknesses, project them on other people, and use them as offense. And boy, they think that they have a real winning hand talking about using power to enrich your large adult sons.
1: They, It's getting old to talk about how they always project the thing they're doing onto somebody else. It's just, at a certain amount... After a certain number of dozens, possibly hundreds of times now, it's like we've been hit with so many hammers, we can't feel it anymore.
0: Yeah, that sounds about right. That sounds about right, Maureen.
1: What? Can we? Can we just? Um, Can you? Will you take a walk with me, Dan? Sure, Maureen. I want you to be. You and I are invisible. We're. You and I—we've got all you know. We've walked in. We've we've drunk. We had a potion. It's rendered us invisible, and we get to like walk it. through the front door of the White House right now. Okay. What do we see in there? What's happening?
0: Oh, there's got to be just
1: piles
0: of garbage bags full of shredded paper at this point, right? Mm. Just sort of like snowdrifts.
1: Where's Trump? Is he in his office or is he? No, he's ex-
0: he's watching executive. TV in his bed. Definitely.
1: The tweeting that is that's really ramped up.
0: Oh, yeah. The tweeting and the and the retweeting.
1: Mm. He's if yeah, the
0: he's, dude isn't tweeting. He is retweeting like a madman. Literally. He,
1: yeah, he really is. And he's um se- uh, seriously, dad. What do you think about his mental state right
0: now? Oh, it's. It's not good, Maureen.
1: It is getting, the pressure is definitely making it all worse.
0: Yes, a lot worse. I mean, it's the amount of lash out, right? Like, I mean, which is not a unique trait for, or a, a unique thing for him, but the, the like screaming that Nancy Pelosi should be impeached for high crimes and misdemeanors and treason. Hmm. Like the number of times he has said that people have committed treason in the last week is remarkable.
1: Yeah. It's not good. If you were a guest, geth- uh, well, well, let's, we'll get into the. Mm, there's so much. It's so much right now. I. It's like I'm. It's like I'm looking at a great big giant glowing spaceship out the window, and I'm trying to explain mm-hmm. what's going on to you. I'm like, look, it's got green lights. I think it's coming in. I'm not sure. They have ladders. They have probes. Morgan, um, Let me
0: let me lasso you. Pull you back over here toward more familiar ground.
1: But Dan, all right.
0: Which is. Which is over the weekend, uh, the Washington Post dropped an article that did a deep dive into uh, our conversations that Donald Trump has had with world leaders due to the fact that, you know, the center of the impeachment inquiry is a a, a potentially untoward conversation that Donald Trump had with uh, Ukrainian President Zelensky. And this is sort of anonymously sourced conversations that Trump had with other world leaders, many of which are strange, but one of which, Maureen, falls right into our wheelhouse. (laughs) I'm just a little quote from this article. Quote, you had two to three minutes max, said one former senior administration official. That's in terms of the. Talk, the previous paragraph is talking about how you would be handed index cards with bullet points. And basically, you had two or three minutes max for him to get through those bullet points. And then he was still usually going to say whatever he wanted to say. As a result, staff fretted that Trump came across ill-informed in some calls and even oafish. Here we go, Maureen. In a conversation with China's Xi, Trump repeated numerous times how much he liked a kind of chocolate cake, one former <gasps> official said. The president publicly described the dessert the two had in April 2017 when Trump and G met at the president's Mar a Lago resort as, quote, the most beautiful piece of chocolate cake you have ever seen.
1: Okay. You know what? All right. Fine. Just, you know what? All right. Sure. Why not? I mean, Dan. Sure. Why not? Dan. <laughs> Dan. Maureen. Dan.
0: Maureen. There are moments like that excerpt from that article that I worry that maybe we really do live in a simulation and it is hard-tuned for me and you. And Maureen, there's an even more Dan and Maureen story than that.
1: Oh, God, hit me. This comes
0: to us, Maureen, from the breaking news wire of the Hyattsville Wire... Quote, the premier source for lifestyle news for Woodridge, D.C., Mount Rainier, Brentwood, Hyattsville, Riverdale Park, University Park, College Park, and the Greater Route 1 Corridor in the Maryland suburbs of Washington, D.C. It's very specific. <laughs> they, they probably just could have said suburban D.C., but, but no. I appreciate them going into that level of detail.
1: But if you live, Maureen, say, over here I am just... in Columbia, just go fuck yourself, I guess. <laughs>
0: Exactly. Hey, you Mount Pleasant fuckos, get something else to read.
1: <laughs> Silver Spring this, assholes. Oh, what are you, from Townsend? Go fuck yourself.
0: <laughs> All right. Maureen, I just have to read this.
1: God damn this is, it. All right.
0: This is this is uh, Two Days Ago by... Reporter Allison Beckwith, thank you, Allison, for this. Thank gift. you, Allison. Of all the places you could think you might spot Jared Kushner and Ivanka Trump, the Burger King in College Park on Baltimore right. Avenue probably I got isn't.
1: <laughs> I gotta go, Dan. I have to go now. I have to go. I <laughs> Maureen, there. I gotta go, Dan. I have to leave <laughs> for fucking
0: what? Like a year? Is it eight months? Ten months? We have had a running thing on this show. About an unnamed member of the administration ordering fast food. I got to go, Dan. I have to leave. (laughs) It was a typical Friday night on October 4th for Matt Giorgiani, an assistant research professor in the biology department of the University of Maryland who had just picked up his nine-year-old son from ice hockey practice at the nearby Wells Ice Rink. Again, appreciate the detail. Because it was around 8 p.m., his son was hungry and wanted to grab a bite to eat at the nearby Burger King, so they made a quick stop for dinner. The restaurant wasn't very busy, with just one other customer who didn't seem to take notice of the fact that Jared, Ivanka, and their three kids were ordering food at the counter. Matt spotted their youngest, Theodore, wearing a Stormtrooper shirt. I'm just shaking my head. Just the other day, she tweeted out a picture of one of her kids dressed in a full Stormtrooper outfit. And I just feel like these folks missed the irony jeans somewhere along the way.
1: I just, this is that sketch where they point at the skull and crossbones and say, are we the baddies? It's just, all right, keep going. Just keep going. Wearing a
0: Stormtrooper shirt and a Burger King paper crown.
1: (laughs) You know what? Just, okay. Dan, stop it. Did you write this? I didn't. I swear to God. All right. I swear to God, a listener sent it to us yesterday. I am just going to go and walk.
0: Jared was dressed casually in a sweatshirt while Ivanka was dressed nicely and wearing makeup, likely from taping an interview on Fox News earlier that day. At first, Matt wasn't sure if it was actually Jared and Ivanka, thinking maybe they were just University of Maryland students dressed in Halloween costumes to look like Jared and Ivanka. Mm Sure. Sure. It wasn't until Matt saw their order on the screen amount to over $100 worth of Whoppers and fries that he was convinced. Mm. After Jared ordered, the family sat down and waited for their food while four or five Secret Service agents stood around with three black SUVs parked in the back.
1: We pay for this. Mm -hmm. We pay so that jared and ivanka can I, all right first of all here's my question I, I i know and for this i love how boring this article is it's very exciting in it's in its dullness i yes. need to know how much food you can get at burger king for hundred dollars
0: probably a fair amount clearly they were buying for the secret service people too
1: so like how much is a meal there
0: Let's see. Whopper. I mean, it's going to be, uh, that's going to be slightly variable based on place, but let's see.
1: $8? Whopper.
0: Oh God, no. Value meal. I would guess it's probably in the $6 range, $6 to $7 range. Oh, here we go. I have an image right here. Looks like Whopper meal deals. You can get a $4 Whopper Junior meal, $5 Whopper meal, $6 double Whopper meal. So we're talking 20 meals.
1: hmm Unless it sounds like they went they, double. Or they just have literally, maybe they already have the drinks and they're just buying bags of, of the burgers. Could be. Could How much be. is a Whopper? How much is a Whopper? $5? $4? No. How much is Whopper?
0: I, I would guess in the three fifty dollars range.
1: See, I'm in New York. Everything Cost, gets priced up by a couple yeah. bucks.
0: Cost of Whopper. Cost of a Whopper. Oh, $4.19, according okay. to... This fast about food four, menu prices about four dot com. bucks.
1: so you could get like 20 50. No, no, like 25. I'm bad
0: at math. Yeah, there you go. Thank Just you. Just a
1: little, and be able to you could get
0: 700 for a hundred dollars.
1: You could get maybe like say, easily 20 whoppers. Yeah, how many of those are for Trump? Who's eating 20 whoppers? <laughs> exactly. Does he eat Burger King? Because I know he eats McDonald's. Do you think he eats Burger King?
0: Oh, definitely. That was Burger King on the table when he did the okay. big uh, fast food catered thing. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. There were there were whoppers right there for sure. Great. After Jared ordered, the family sat down and waited for their food while four or five Secret Service agents stood around the back. Once Jared's order was ready, a Burger King staff brought it to the table and apologized for it taking so long. Matt said that Jared cra- graciously told them that it wasn't a problem and commented how they were doing a great job. After Matt ordered, he and his son took it to go. Matt walked past Jared and his family and said, how's it going tonight? And Jared responded, it's going really well.
1: Cool. <sighs> it's great. It's great. It's
0: going I'm really ha- well.
1: It's going really well.
0: It sure is going really well. It's a whopper night at the old Jared and Navanka household and uh, everyone else they know.
1: Think they were eating in the car, taking a trip somewhere, going back somewhere up to New York, eating in the car. Who knows? Bet you they were eating in the car. They got a big car. They're not riding around in the station wagon, then. That they've got a big SUV with like screens in the back and shit. And those kids are oh, eating definitely. whoppers and watching, watching Detective Pokemon and shit. Dan, <sighs> Maureen, it's not just our country. I'm. I can give you the brief. It's lo- It's very fortunately brief. But also as confusing Brexit update is that no one knows what is happening.
0: Time's running out. Yeah. We are in the month that cl- Brexit is supposed to happen now.
1: I mean, the 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 pressure cooker is truly on there. And bar the, the conservative, you know, the 31st of October. That's the deadline. That's it. Yeah, that's the deadline. It's real close. And um, they still don't know what's going on. Boris Johnson continues to insist that they will be leaving the EU on the 31st. He continues to insist he will not be asking for an extension and that he will not violate the law, which are two things that don't go together because the law says he has to go and ask for an extension. Everyone just sort of assumes at this point he's planning something. He's got some kind of crazy scheme. But I will tell you this. My husband, Oscar, so... Boris Johnson has an advisor, this guy named Dominic Cummings, who's sort of the puppet master but in the shadows that everyone's like, Dominic Cummings, these are all Dominic Cummings move. He's the he's the he's the guy controlling the scene, Dominic Cummings. Well, Dominic Cummings is a blog. And my husband found it and was reading it. Okay. Dominic Cummings is this this blog, and it's called Dominic Cummings blog. So you can find it by just typing in those words, because that's the title. And he writes and numbers all of these posts like they're communications. And it's one of these guys who it's like that guy in freshman year in the second semester who has just read a bunch of stuff and has got it all figured out. And he's like, look, I'm really smart and here's how you fix this. We just use these technologies that they've got. We just make these imaginary war rooms where everybody simulates everything. And then I don't, I, I'm the only one that's realized we can use all this technology. And he wrote this sort of 10,000 word blog piece that's incredibly poorly written. It starts with four quotes. Now, as a person who ever taught comp, if you start a piece with four quotes, (laughs) i'm not only going to have you rewrite i'm going to tase you in the neck (laughs) four quotes like you mean like quotes like as shakespeare once said oh no like actual quotations above in italics above
0: oh got it
1: and each one is longer than the last (laughs) so he says something in it like now i wouldn't The reason it's so disjointed and weirdly written, he's like, and part of the reason I I don't even care that this is all disjointed and and messed up is that no one will really ever have the attention span to read all of this. So his excuse for writing in such a weird, disjointed way is that no one is going to be interested enough to read his super smart article. Dan, nothing is going well. You should read this blog. It's just so no one knows. He keeps they keep saying this riddle that we're, we're going to leave, but we're not going to have to break the law. We're not. Nobody knows. Nobody knows. Presumably, they're scheming. They're scheming, but no one knows what the scheming is. So it's just go. It's like the tick, 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 tick thing in the corner. and Nobody knows.
0: It seems like the scheming is mostly just to wait out the clock.
1: Partially, it's not,
0: it's not the world's most. Complex scheme, but it's a successful one.
1: If he doesn't go, he'll be in violation of the law, and then. But it's sort of like here where people are. People have been subpoenaed, and Trump today just told them not to go, and everyone's like, "Well, what do we do with this?"
0: Yeah, right now we are definitely at a point in history where there's a lot of like, "Well, what is the law anyway?"
1: Yeah what What's happening? What is happening, Dan?
0: I mean, I mean, so the. The, the coupling of Trump's, you know, unmatched wisdom is then uh, evangelicals have gotten very upset because he is abandoning the Kurds, which is a which are a, a Christian group, uh, you know, Christian folk in uh, northern Iraq and northern Syria. And um, and Pat Robertson said that Donald Trump was on the verge of losing his mandate from heaven. Maureen sure so that's what that's what these people have feel like they have mandates from heaven it's a good time it's a good time Maureen what a time to be alive
1: what is going to happen Dan
0: everything everything Maureen but you know what you know what you know where I find hope Maureen I find hope in our Says Whovians who have been doing amazing Says Who You stuff. For those of you unfamiliar, Says Who You is an idea that Maureen floated, what, a month or so ago that maybe we needed to shut off a little bit from news and our devices and to take just 15 minutes a day where you are purposefully putting down the phone and picking something else up. And on our Facebook, people have been sharing stuff like crazy and kind of cheering each other on and all of that this past week two different people without knowing it visited the same theme park and uh and posted photos of them riding the very same carousel uh someone else just like was like i'm really proud of myself because i changed my sheets which in my household is uh, a feat in and of itself but the thing that's so interesting to me maureen and and you have you have had this number all along. All credit to you. It feels like now people are not just saying, hey, I'm taking this 15 minutes of purposeful time to look away from a screen. But now they are simply being far more aware of the their time in general and how they're spending it you know, and being much more sort of in the moment when they're doing something that brings them joy or, you know, relieves a little anxiety or something like that. It is amazing to watch.
1: Yeah, we've got to break for I've realized that my pattern is as soon as I wake up, I fumble around and reach for my phone to look to see what headlines have popped up because stuff is happening so fast. And I finally, you know, I've gotten to the point where I reached out, I go to reach down and I think, why do I need to know this right now? Yeah. Is there something else I can do first just as a way of inserting another activity in there before not to make this the first activity? Even if something's small, if I just give that a little more space, like maybe I sit and pet the dog and sip some water and then spend at least a minute doing that. And just even a minute's worth of space from it yeah, just tells me, it signals my brain that that, sh- you know, just to give it a little distance. So we don't always need a lot of distance to see that there's an issue, just a little bit of distance to go, totally. oh, I had an impulse there. Let's try to control the impulse for a second and look at it.
0: Yeah, no, it's it is it has been remarkable. It's been, as, as I've said before, like watching my own behavior uh, in this way has been great. But just seeing people just. Getting into the Facebook group and sharing their triumphs has yeah. been so so amazing,
1: and if you haven't started, just give it a go if you want. Just take the fifteen minutes, no screen the whole thing is it's just fifteen minutes, no screens. yeah, that's it. We yeah. thought about expanding it, and I don't even think it needs to be expanded. Just do it because you the thing is, I think you naturally expand it when you. As you feel it, it's like, ah, you feel the stretch and go, I can, I'm just going to go a little further on my own in my own time. And it's whatever you want to do. It just gives you that space, just that little bit of space. Yeah. Tells your brain something like, oh, I've been doing this. I've been compulsively hitting refresh. I've been compulsively looking at my phone. I've been compulsively hitting buttons. I could do something else as I choose. And now you don't
0: even have to worry if you're missing impeachment stuff because I got you on that at impeachment.fyi.
1: I will say that's been really handy.
0: it it, It is a project that I am enjoying a lot and it seems that other people are and that is amazing. You can share your says who you stuff on our Facebook at slash groups slash says whovians. Our Facebook group is moderated by Janice Dillard and Says Who is made possible by you through your support of our Patreon at patreon.com slash says who and Maureen Johnson. Next week is one year since we launched our Patreon. Our Patreon allowed us to go weekly. And me and
1: you had a meeting. Yep, just like we did October of last year, we we met and said, "Okay, how are we doing? What should we do? How should we proceed?" Cuz last year is when we when we started the Patreon, when we went weekly, we we suddenly ramped everything up and we're about to kind of I'm not going to say even we are going to ramp things up, but what we're going to do is really water the garden that we've created. We because you guys provide us with so much like because of the community and says who and you guys do stuff online together, you make stuff and you you give us Proceeds that we can, again, Dan's computer is held together with rubber bands. So, um, Dan has also put together a little video rig for my phone. So, oh, there's going to be a little video content that's coming yep. soon. What we're doing is that all of you that are already patri- patrons, you're going to be getting some stuff. It's suddenly that the community garden is going to bloom a little bit. We've been, yeah. we've going we're going to go to the landscape center and buy a bunch more plants. So, <laughs> You're we're gonna, gonna be...
0: we're gonna we're gonna give the rundown next week, which yeah, well, is our one year anniversary of launching the Patreon. We will get into a lot more detail, but the the short of it is more, more.
1: Yeah, like <laughs> so. You'll, you'll be. I hope yeah. you
0: want more because we're doing more.
1: Yeah, you'll be getting you'll be getting some things and some more interactive stuff, but generally you're getting more. Yeah, um, and.
0: Yeah, and you can sign up at patreon.com slash says who.
1: I do find this really exciting, Dan, that we just made a thing because we wanted to make a thing. We're not trying, you know, we, that's it. we We just make a yep. thing. And if people like it, I love that it's, I know everybody knows about Patreon and stuff, but that you can make something and people just support it and the thing can be made and you made the impeachment dot this has been hilarious watching this week because you just had this little brainstorm it's like, there should be a, a thing and you made one yep. and to say thank you or to say thank you I would like this people gave to help support it and you were like what's happening yeah people are helping me do this and yeah. No. Like, people, wow.
0: people kept being like, like two days in people were like, I'd love to help support this. Can I send you a tip or something? And I was like, I don't know. So I just threw a couple of buttons up on the website and and included links in the newsletter. And now people have sent tips and I can totally cover the mailing list costs, which gets sizable as it gets bigger. Uh, and uh, yeah, it's it is remarkable. This is the thing, Maureen, like. All I've ever done in my whole goddamn life is just make stuff that I want to see in the world. And it is so amazing when it turns out other people do too, whether it's people supporting us, whether it's people supporting impeachment.fyi, whether it's you supporting other artists and creators and writers and everyone else that is putting amazing things out into the life that you love.
1: (sighs) Yeah. I mean, when people people read my books, I'm like, thank you that you... It, it you're literally helping me make more stuff. So I really appreciate it. Um, yeah. And I mean,
0: I, I have been saying for a very long time in this hellscape that we live in, the only ones that are going to save us are us. And this is one of the ways we do it. Right. We support each other at these, you know, and support the creations that people are making. It's It is a way that we are all helping each other.
1: I think that what's also amazing that people are helping us make a thing that is basically you and I giving each other unlicensed therapy each week.
0: <laughs> no kidding.
1: This is all that it is. It's like we're having therapy with two each other who are both not qualified therapists, and we record it and people are listening to it. It's <laughs> just best. two two maniacs who sit down <laughs> every week to try to figure out if they've lost their minds yet.
0: Yeah. The best part of the of the meeting last week was, you know, we we about every year, you know, there's just that check in of like, are you good for another year? And uh, and, you know, both of us were like, yeah, definitely. And then I was like, I think the question we really need to ask ourselves is, are we in for another five?
1: <laughs> yeah, he did <laughs> and, ask that.
0: And you were like, yeah, hell yeah. I was like, oh,
1: boy. OK, we do this as long as it lasts. Good
0: God. It's going to be and- like. 2302, we're just going to be heads in a jar still doing this.
1: Dan, we also have to make a commitment to take a little bit of that Patreon money and put it in our little piggy bank. There should be just a dedicated amount that goes in our little our little jar like my aunt used to give me empty peanut butter jars to save you money, kids, so you can watch it grow. And that is our Disney money. Oh,
0: without a doubt. There already is a Disney fund.
1: Okay, so you already and, have some for our passes. Oh, and yes. Our,
0: without a doubt. We because, are, it,
1: again, if you're new... The entire scope of this project is when we said we were going to continue doing this thing, we have to continue until he's gone. And when he's gone, Dan and I are going to Disney World. And that's how this ends. This is a project with an ending that's Dan and I going to Disney World.
0: (laughs) (laughs) God damn it. And Um. also
1: on the Facebook group, people are already sort of planning um, how they can go and meet us there.
0: Yeah, like you we are all... certainly welcome. I think yeah. basically we will go and anyone that wants to meet us in front
1: of the haunted mansion at a designated time it's on and we'll all go in together. Yeah, without how a coo- doubt. Dan, how amazing would it all be if we all got haunted mansion ears? And we all went in together. Yeah, all of us, all of us as whovians that are down there together. We've had our we you know we have dull whips after so we go in. This is how we do it. We go in, we meet everybody, we go through, we get back in line, we keep going. We go like all, we spend like a solid hour and we cheer the whole way. And then we yep. come out and we have Dole Whips together.
0: Yeah, there's a quick little cut through even to get to get over to the Aloha Isle.
1: I'm a little teary-eyed, Dan.
0: It's a good, it's the it's, one thing getting me through, Maureen.
1: It's going to be so amazing when we go.
0: It really it really is, and all of you are amazing, and also amazing, Ted Leo, who performed our theme music, and Darth, who designed our original logo.
1: Darth Thank and you. Ted Leo should Ted come and with Darth. us.
0: Oh, without a doubt.
1: We could get a special little, like red panda sized seat that we could put in the Dune buggy. The best thing
0: is Darth could be there, and we would have no idea. And I love that,
1: because mm. there are a lot of little animals that live in the shrubberies exactly. and stuff. We found out from Aquila. I mean, so. Just
0: be peeking out. Just peeking out. Eating fries stealing some yeah.
1: French fries, yeah. Exactly. Darth, Darth is a red panda, so
0: you can contact us at Says Who Podcast on Twitter. You can email at hey, that is H-E-Y at podcast.com. Spread the word, subscribe, and please leave stars and reviews for real on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. And join us October 16th for our next episode. After that, you You can join Maureen on October 26th and 27th in Austin, Texas at the Texas Book Festival and on November 22nd at the Miami Book Fair. You're really you're really booking. You're really booking some warm trips when it starts getting cold.
1: I'm going to be going. I'm going to L.A. tomorrow. I think I'm going to go into L.A. a couple of times. So I
0: got it all figured out. Maureen Johnson.
1: Not really, I don't know who's going to watch my dog. Well,
0: you've got like twelve hours to figure that out.
1: again, I was just down on the floor pretending to eat her food to get her to eat the 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 worm dewormer medicine Oh boy oh boy, like she got it down to her though i'm good I'm Glamour. a glamor I'm, I'm good at convincing dogs I'm eating their food.
0: The glamorous life of a successful author I love
1: it. I love, I love my puppy.
0: From my basement in Chicago, I am Dan Sinker.
1: And from a place of, of love, of gratitude, of a, of a, not so much a physical location, but an emotional one where, where I feel very much connected to you and there's no separation. And that space actually brings us closer. It's a, the more space between us. Physically, the stronger the link It's like a concrete that binds, Like a rebar that binds us together It's like a flexible kind of Moving kind of nebulous Like a jello Is Maureen Johnson
0: This has been Says Who
1: A Malicious Captain Kangaroo Production (laughs) Oh my god That should be it (sighs) Ah. <sighs>